0: What a beautiful song. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that our life is in your hands. That no matter what may come, that, Father, our life is in your hands. Lord, no matter what tries to convince us otherwise, no matter what tries to change us and lose hope in it, Father, today we confess our life is in your hands. And, Father, you said in your word that nothing can pluck us out of your hands, that we are eternally with you. Father, this covenant you made that Jesus died to prove and to write with his own blood that, Father, you will never leave us, never forsake us, and we are in your hand this morning. And, Father, we just desire to hand over to you to give you our illnesses, to give you our sins, to give you our life, Father, trading our sorrows, Father God. Lord, that's what we want to do this morning. And I pray, Holy Spirit, as you're here with us, that you will speak to our hearts, open our hearts, that we can hear you. And let us, Father God, see you and know you this morning in a way that we never did before. Father, we pray, O God, come, Holy Spirit. Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see y'all. We've got some visitors, a whole bunch of visitors here this morning. We're going to dedicate Briella, and, um, and you're saying, well, who is Briella? Lars, if you want to play that video, that would be great. <laughs> another baby in there. (laughs) It was Ron and Ruth's grandson? Daughter. Daughter. Not sure how she got in there, but (laughs) I hope she gets blessed too. (laughs) I said, that's not Briella. That was funny. So let's just talk a minute before we bring Zahabu up and her family um, about dedication. And it uh, baby dedication is a pretty serious thing. It's a really serious thing. And uh, in Psalm 127:3, it says, "Children are a gift from the Lord; they are a reward from Him." Understanding that we uh, children come through us, but they come from God. And uh, Matthew 19:13 to 15. One day, some Parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. And that's where we got this whole, this whole idea of, of blessing children. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. Can you imagine? Sometimes we are so weird. We are just so misguided about what God likes and doesn't like. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like Briella. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. I wonder what those children grew up to do. Like, I don't think he was just doing some kind of nice little thing. I think he was imparting something to them. You know, really saying, this child is blessed, which means set apart. That Jesus was setting this child apart. For whatever his purpose was, I I wonder if Jesus looked at them and knew them. No, he didn't have. He wasn't operating in that eternal realm. He had put that aside for a while. So he was doing it in faith and trust with God. But but standing here today, which is what we're going to do, and make some promises to God, it's really important when you promise God something that you do it. He does not take this lightly. This is not something that we just do as a cultural tradition and then we have sandwiches and cake like we do today um, back there for afterwards. That is not what this is about. This is about stating what Scripture says, that children are a gift from God and that they are sent by God and that they are blessed by God. And we are in so doing making a covenant with the Lord. Deuteronomy, one of the books in the Old Testament, says this, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And it says that because it takes that. That's what it will take to love the Lord. It's not just some feeling we get. It is actually using every bit of our soul power, our heart, and our strength to love God. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Talking about, of course, Scripture, the scriptural law. And it says, repeat them again and again to your children. To your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road. Turn off the TV. Turn off the headphones. Turn off the phone. Turn off the phone. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you were going to bed and when you were getting up. And again, this wasn't because God was just trying to uh, have some kind of power trip. He was saying, I made you. I know what it takes to change your nature. I know what sin is all about. I know how it works. And I know what you have to do in order to defeat it in me. And this is what you have to do. You have to stay in God's word. You have to stay in his promises, his truths, and his guidances, even when they don't make sense, because eternally they will. So, what we're doing today is we're making, we're going to stand here and make a promise about the fact that we're going to stand with Sahabu and with Briella and the family, and we're going to commit before God that we're going to pray for Briella, and we're going to pray for the family, but it's also a very, very somber and a very serious thing for the family because they are standing here saying, we are going to bring this child up in the knowledge of God, and that's not just sending them to Sunday school somewhere for an hour on Sunday and then living any way you want during the week. That is not what it is the first person who is going to represent Christ in a child's life is their mother and their father and their family. Doesn't matter what's happening in Sunday school. If the home isn't right, the child's not going to be right. That's where they're going to get their marching orders. That's where they're going to get their example of Christ. So we need to know that today we are saying, we are not only promising to bring this child up, you know, going to church and, and being in the family of God, but... Our family we are going to represent ourselves before God and live for God in a way that is going to cause this child to know what Jesus is like now we're not going to be perfect but the beautiful thing about that is you can God gives us the ability to ask forgiveness or to confess or to apologize that's all living like Jesus would live it's knowing grace and forgiveness and and understanding so that's what we're doing today. And I, 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 I'm I a little bit more serious about it because I have been involved in dedications before where, you know, they stand and make a promise and you, never, you see them for about a month and then they're gone. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you're standing before God and you're making a very serious proclamation. Uh, so, uh, but again, it's not about being perfect. It's about desiring to do this and asking God to help you and us praying with the family, so that they can do this. It takes a village to raise a child. God, did, he meant it to be that way. Yeah. So, but before we do that, uh, Zahabu wants to say something. And if you want to come up. You can Chords.
1: Morning, Good morning, church. I'm so happy to be back again um, because it's been over a year now, but I thank God to be standing here again and to see you guys. Uh, for those who does not know me, my name is Zahabu, and my mom is Dorcas, and my family as well. I just wanted to say um, something with you. So I wanted to apologize and be forgiven with God. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say that I'm sorry. The fact that I failed my mother, I lied to her, and I have been sleeping with someone um, outside of marriage, and I have hurt people and destroyed their happiness. I've been fighting, getting mad and saying hurtful things to them. Also, I would say that I'm sorry for everything that I've done and for these things. Thank you.
2: Love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, we thank God for um, a moment like this. I think it's she has been very brave to stand up here yeah. and um, to do something that a lot of us have been in the church for a very long time. And um, I know she was one. She's a Sunday school child who was raised in this church and for her to stand up in front of this family that she trusts Mm. and speak this word this speaks to the power of God the Lord tells us that the power of a confession is, is it's easy to worship and to sing songs and to sing praise but to stand before God and say a confession is something that is much more powerful the lessons that she has bravely stood up here today and given all of us in this church today um are uh, just beyond uh i don 't really know what the words are to say today, so we thank God for her today. We thank God for the blessing that she is to us as a church. We praise God for this is the lesson that God has has given to us when our children come, we are going to dedicate a child today. when our children come to Sunday school, the outcome that we hope for. Yes, is that they walk into church. But more importantly, it is this outcome. Oh, yeah. So amen. Amen. I just want to say to you today, we are very proud of you for standing up mm. today and doing something that... Uh, mm. um, so th- God is being glorified today. Yes. The angels are singing today mm. because this is what it means to be a child of God. Mm. So I just... Um, mm. We stand here in support of her, all of us, mm. but also in, in praising God for the amazing thing that the Lord has done in our church today. Mm. I, I hope that we will all s- see this for what it is, which is just beyond the words that she said, but what we are taking out of it today. Mm. So we praise God.
0: Yeah, thank you, Liz. I just want the congregation to stand as we, as you guys just stay here. Yes. We stand in honor of what's being done. And Zahabu, uh, as a disciple of Jesus Christ in the office of a, pastor. I pronounce you forgiven. I pronounce you cleansed. I pronounce you in complete and full right standing with Jesus Christ, according to your obedience to the word of God. I break off every evil thing that has been attached to this. I break off every attempt that the enemy would make to bring destruction into your life. And in this, you will see God take what the enemy might have tried to use to destroy you, and it is going to be a blessing in your life. So, Father, we speak blessing over her, and we thank you for her beautiful example of you today and her willingness to trust you. And we speak new life and hope and a new chapter in Zahabu's life. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen, amen, amen. It, um, that was just beautiful. Yeah. So we're going to ask Sahabu and the family to come forward. And you could just stand right here. just move over here. So there's just a a charge that needs to be made um, to the family. Uh, Do you, as a family, do you want to take the picture for her? Well, she'll show you. Just push a button. (laughs) We don't have to worry about Heather being on the phone. Okay, we've got, a, we've got the solution. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a dinosaur. You tried. <laughs> um, this is the more formal part of this in the sense that it is you are all standing here today and you are saying that you are going to bring Briella up uh, in the fear and the knowledge of the Lord and you're all going to contribute to that. And is that true? Yes. 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 Amen. And you are going to be the godmother? Yes. Yes. And do you take your responsibility of helping Zahabu in the spiritual upbringing of the child? Do you agree to do that? Yes. Yes. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you, Mosaic agree to stand and pray, um, or to kneel and pray whenever it comes to you, for Briella and the household. household, That's right, Willie. So we have a beautiful situation of agreement here. So now I'm going to bless the baby. Can I hold her? There we go. Oh, there she is. Oh, my heaven, she says. Got her. Who's he? Look at her, look, look,
1: look at that.
0: (laughs) She says, who are all these strange people? (laughs) Get used to them. Because you're going to be held by every one of them at some point. (laughs) Little Briella. Father, we come today and we bless this child. We bless this child that you have chosen to bring into this earth. Father, I thank you for the blessing that she is going to be to Zahabu, her mother, Dorcas, her grandmother, her godmother and family. And what a blessing she will be for this congregation. And Lord, what blessings do you have in store for her? Mm -hmm. What wonderful things are her hands going to do? What wonderful things have you planned for her to accomplish and be? In you and we pray you fill her with your Holy Spirit even now yes. and cause her to walk in the faith of Jesus Christ in the knowledge of his love and care for her. In Jesus' name. Amen. There she goes. She's asleep. <laughs> there you go. Oh. It's been so long since I've held a baby. <laughs> So, Father, we thank you, and we uh, receive everything you've said here today, and we release this family in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs> mm. A pro- Stephanie was supposed to be here this morning. She's sick. Um, and she said, should I come? I said, no, I don't think so. Um, cause if anyone gets sick, you'll pay for it. <laughs> right? I said, we're too old to get sick. We don't want to get sick. But anyway, yeah, it went through our whole family. That's with having kids they just carry so much with them. But, uh, we'll pray that she gets better quickly and she's back with us. Um, I of course want to talk about forgiveness Is it okay that I talk about forgiveness? (laughs) Luke 17, Jesus said to his disciples, things that that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. Jesus, he's saying, so watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. Ooh. How many have been doing that? We don't do that in this culture, right? Unfortunately. If your brother or sister sins against you, then you rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Mm -hmm. They kind of shot back at him. And they're basically telling Jesus, no, this is too hard. This is too hard. I don't think there's anything quite as difficult as forgiving, especially when you're seriously wounded or offended. How many have been really offended by somebody? Okay, how many here have really offended somebody? We're in the right place, Lord. <laughs> That's great. It's true, though. You live long enough, you're going to offend somebody. You'd have to stay in a cave. Try being a pastor. Oh, man. You're going to offend somebody every Sunday. But they were basically saying, this is too hard. We can't do it. We can't forgive like that. If they keep on offending us, I, I can't. But Jesus goes on to tell them something differently. He says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. He said that right after their statement. Which is really interesting. We use that scripture for a whole bunch of things. We're just flipping it around as if we can tell this to be that and that to be this and, and all the rest of it. But in actuality, it's used for very specific situations which God will tell you that you've got authority over this thing and power over this thing, speak to it. When he says that, then you start throwing things into the sea. But it says, it's not about a situation, what Jesus is saying in that to them. It's not that you don't have enough faith because if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can make a mountain go into the water. And we all have faith of a mustard seed Or we wouldn't be here. You wouldn't get up this morning and come to church. What they need is obedience. That's what they need. And he confirms it as he, this whole thing, you just keep reading through Luke 17. And Jesus says this to them. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, "Prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink"? After that, you can eat and drink. Will he think? Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? I don't think so. He's, I don't think he would. He's doing what the servants doing what he's told to do. So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do should say, we are unworthy servants, we have only done our duty. And what have the disciples been told to do by Jesus? Forgive, forgive, that's what he was telling them. And they were saying, we can't, we need more faith. And he's saying, no, that's not it. You and I are told to forgive. It's powerful. You know what the Bible says. The Bible says, if we don't forgive... God will not forgive us. Yeah, right. Now this is, this is serious stuff. We don't need more faith. We just need to obey. That's what we need to do. And then the theme of obedience is carried on into what Jesus says next. The ten men with leprosy. Now on his way to Jerusalem, like Jesus is just keeping the theme going with the <laughs> disciples. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Maybe he was talking to them on that road about forgiveness. Maybe that's where this conversation happened. But nonetheless, as he's walking along, he's going into a village with 10 men who had leprosy. And they met him there, and they stood at the distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, it's kind of interesting because it's most of Jesus' miracles. He would heal people and then he'd tell them to go to the priest and show himself. But this was different because he was trying to prove a point. They obeyed. Unlike the, the disciples' decision that we couldn't obey in obedience is just too much for us. Jesus is showing this example that as they obeyed, they got healed. The thing they wanted healing from came as they obeyed Christ. And so, what's God saying to us about forgiveness? Go do it, and you will get healed in the process of doing it. So many people are waiting for their heart to feel right, for their mind to feel right. For the, but I don't know what we wait for. We better not wait until we die. That's for sure. Gravesides are very hard places for people to say, I'm sorry, or to ask for forgiveness. It's a very tough place because one person isn't listening. Yeah. So it's pretty hard. You're saying it into the air. But God is saying... That forgiveness is something that we need to do and we'll get healed of what now? Okay.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: There's a piece of scripture that we talk and use at communion which says that Paul was talking to the Corinthian church about the fact that when they were doing communion, it was all out of whack. They were getting drunk and... And the, the, the rich people were eating all the food um, while the poor were starving. Something like the Western countries have done to the rest of the world for the last hundred years. And it, it was just talking about, he said, you're not recognizing the body of Christ. You're not behaving in a way of love, courtesy, thankfulness, generosity, care, anything. You're, it, it was totally out of whack. And he said, because you are not acting properly and standing in front of God and about to take communion saying you are, then some of you are sick, ill, and some of you have died. Okay, that's pretty serious. God's pretty serious about righteousness. He didn't die for the drama so Mel Gibson could make a movie. That's not why he died. He died because there was something very powerful that had to be dealt with. And and if it looks easy, just look at the cross. It ain't easy doing this, walking in righteousness. And so you have a situation where Paul is saying, because you are not walking in the precepts of love, therefore, I don't know what to tell you, folks, but you're getting sick, You're having terrible situations in your life, and some of you are dying. Ananias and Sapphira, they came and they lied to God. They said, man, they, they sold a field because there was need in Jerusalem, financial need to the church. So Ananias went and sold a piece of land they had, came back, wanted to show off because they had a ton of money, I guess they got from it, but they kept some back. But they came and said, oh, you can picture it. We've sold our land, and we're just so good, and we're going to give it to you. And Peter said, is that really all the money that you got for that land? Yep. Boom. He dies. And then his wife comes in, and she dies. Book of Revelation talks to the church and talks about What Jesus will do if he comes into the church, we talked about this last week, and sees people who say they're Christians walking in ways that is not Christian. Mm -hmm. Now, again, it's not about perfection. It is about understanding that when we see our imperfection, we are willing to bring it forward like Zahabu did this morning. You will never see a greater example of walking in the gospel of jesus christ than what you saw zahabu do today it is what jesus died for that we would bring our sin to him and it says confess your sins one to another so when we are walking as christians and there's something that we do have the ability to do I know we have to get, there's stages to this, to sanctification. I know there's degrees, and, and we can't do everything all at once. But as we learn to w- obey and to follow Christ, that we do it. And when we fail, to confess it. There is the, the heartbeat of Christ. We try and we fail. We try and we succeed. Sometimes we try and sometimes we fail. But it is coming back to the heart of Christ And saying, Father, I give you my failure. And he says, I give you my love. So love is not a a thought or a feeling. It's an action. Love is an action. We have turned it into a feeling. That's why people can be living in very sinful situations and call it love. Because it feels like it. And... But in actuality, it's not love, because love as described by God is walking in the righteousness of God. Our feelings can deceive us. The heart will get what it wants, whether it has to jump over the fence of righteousness or not. If the heart wants companionship, if the heart wants someone to love it, if the heart wants to love something, That's a very strong thing, and it's very much a part of who we are in in Christ. It's how God made us. But when it starts jumping over the fences of propriety and jumping over the fence of righteousness, which means when we start going to places we should not go to get that heart filled, that's when we start getting into problems. And what it does is it opens up the devil. When he sees us step over that fence that we know we shouldn't step over, when we're spending money on something we shouldn't be spending, watching something we shouldn't be watching, saying, doing, and compelling ourselves in things we know we should not be doing, and we're not asking for forgiveness, the devil goes, ooh, fish out of water here. Ha ha. And Zahabu and I had quite a conversation about how it all happened, and some of the the fear and some of the things that came because she was in a place where she was outside of the will of God and when we're outside the will of God knowingly doing it knowingly yeah. you know outside the will of God then then something has the opportunity to come and buffet us and it will trust me it will and in some cases God has even said, okay, I release them to it. So maybe the soul will be saved. That they will get so scared, so convicted, whatever the word is, that it will make them return to their senses. And the beautiful conversation I had with Sahabu is exactly what happened. So what the devil was trying to destroy her with actually drove her back to God. <laughs> Amen. That's a good amen right in there. That's a good old amen. Woo! The devil can't win. Love never fails. Amen. Love never fails. So love is an action. And we'll finish with this. So we're talking about forgiveness. What is the action of forgiveness? Do something good to the person who offended you. Shake their hand. I had someone walk... Uh, I had a situation where someone, oh man, they hated me. And every Sunday, <laughs> they come and I'd sit in my office and I'd go, oh no, I gotta go out there. <laughs> and I'd look at Liz and she'd smile and I'd go, yeah, I know. And I'd go out and shake their hand, try to, and be nice. Hi, good morning. Bye, <laughs> right? By, right? <laughs> you know, well, I did it anyway. But go and shake their hand or do something nice to that person. Bless them. Say something to them. Say something nice to them. Hello. Can, oh, I know. Just getting hello out of my mouth was like, hello. Um, hello. You know, you have those dreams where you're trying to say the name of Jesus. It's like, Hello. And I said, God, let me be smiling, let me be smiling. Um, But eventually what happened is it kind of became easy. It kind of became okay. And it was more like you're showing them the love of God. Took a year to get there, but it, 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 it did happen. But it comes, you get done in the doing, right? As you do it, all of a sudden things start to change. As you obey Christ, things are going to change in your life. They will start changing. And as you follow and obey things, the heart will start being more like Christ. The desires will start being more like Christ. The behaviors will start being more like Christ. And sin will be more and more difficult for you to do or to sit in. It'll just convict you to the point that you just got to do something. And pray for somebody who's offended you. Pray what you would want them to pray for you if you were struggling. And those are the actions. You do those three actions, there is nothing the devil can do. You will completely break the power of the enemy. You will completely break it. You don't, you're not gonna, <laughs> we're not going we are not going to pray away uh, the enemy's behaviors with us when we're standing in disobedience. We, some people have been praying for years for the same thing over and over and over again. It's not always the case, but it could be that God's waiting for you to do something or me to do something, and then the situation will change. That's one of the serious questions that need to be asked when we we go through this, when we think about these kinds of things, that is there something that I have to do? And God will let you know. So, Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, this has been an exceptional service. It has been extraordinary. And Lord, your word tells us that angels are celebrating. That, Father, there's a holy noise going on in heaven. And there's people just high-fiving about Zahabu. And uh, Lord, I'm just so thankful that we were here to witness this. And may the spirit that has brought Zahabu to where she was today, also bring us to where we need to be. Father, to that place at the foot of the cross where we are accepted no matter what we have done, what weakness or brokenness we may have, but as we bring it to you, we bring you our brokenness and you give us your love. So Father, I just take a moment, if anybody has a sense in them, there's someone that they have offended, or someone that has offended them, Father, I just pray you bring that person, that situation to their mind, and Father, show what we need to do. We just take a moment. Father, we just bring this situation before you. And Father, we know that you have given us the strength to do what is right, to do what is righteous. And Father, you said the love of Christ is shed abroad in our hearts. So let us walk in a little bit of that love, Lord. And use that mustard seed of faith that we have to destroy the works of the enemy Mm -hmm. through the power of your Holy Spirit and obedience to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's funny, you know, often when we do stuff like that, um, how it might be ourselves that we need to forgive. Mm -hmm. We're most hard on ourselves. And as hard as we are on ourselves will be how hard we will be on other people. Well, let's take up an offering. And uh, the machine's at the back. And...